Hello and welcome to the first pregame Browns Week 1 episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, I'm the Big Recon. Today is Sunday, September the 13th, and it is Week 1 in the NFL. And that's right, we're going to do a Browns pregame show almost every week. We've got a lot of postgame shows too. But let's get into NFL Week 1. A lot of time, a lot of the year we didn't think we were going to get here. So now we are here, and as you can see, repping already the Baker Mayfield shirt, Browns sideline hat from last year. So let's dive in. It's not going to be a long episode, so we're going to dive in. We're going to get this um, get this going right away. So big rivalry game week one. I love it. Browns-Ravens uh, in Baltimore. Of course, nobody in the stands with everything going on with COVID. So that's going to be a different thing, too, for all these players. Not only are they not going to have fans in the stands, there's going to be some piped-in crowd noise to try and make it seem like it's a real game. Or a real experience, which watching baseball as much as I have in the last few weeks, that unfortunately is something we're just going to have to deal with for a while. So let's get into the two teams. This is a heated rivalry, of course. Anybody who needs the history lesson, I'm sorry. It's a rough one. The Baltimore Ravens are what the Cleveland Browns were until 1994 when they left Cleveland under the direction of Art Modell and became the Ravens and have been there ever since. Two Super Bowls, several AFC North championships. The Ravens are a tough team. 14-2 14-2 last year, one of those two losses to the Cleveland Browns in Baltimore. So, where do I think the Browns can win this game? Where do I think they can lose it? Let's start with where I think they can lose it. If Baker Mayfield cannot protect the football, that is going to be a problem. Uh, 22 touchdown passes last year, 21 interceptions. You can't do that again, Bake. And Hopefully, my profession of my faith in you with, with, the, uh, with the gear will help you get there, but I firmly have confidence in Baker Mayfield. Here's a stat no one's talking about. If Baker throws, does what he did the last two years, he will be, be the third quarterback in history, besides Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, to throw for 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns in his first three seasons in the league. I think Baker is an NFL quarterback. One of the catches over there playing. Um, but he cannot turn the ball over that much. Let's go back a little more. History lesson from last year. In this game in Baltimore last year, the Cleveland Browns put up a huge day against the Baltimore Ravens, beating them. And how did they do it? Here's how. They did what every other team since Lamar Jackson has taken over the starting role has done. You get up multiple scores, and you make Lamar beat you with his arm. Look, Lamar Jackson is a talent that I didn't think was going to translate to the NFL, but the guy's won two division titles and an MVP. He's a phenomenal player here's where the Ravens have a problem. In the games they have lost, including the three last year to the Browns, the Chiefs, and the Tennessee Titans, if you can get ahead of them and play keep away, i.e. have a good running game, the Ravens are not an easy team, or not a hard team to beat. Now they've made additions. They add Kalei Campbell, they of course draft Patrick Queen in the first round to try and take that running game away. But the Browns countered nicely with the drafting of Jedrick Wills in the first round to play left tackle to protect Baker. Here's where I think this is going to make a difference. Baker has a better set of aerial weapons in Austin Hooper, David Njoku, uh, Harrison Bryant, the rookie tight end they drafted this year. And of course, on the outside, you have Odell and Jarvis to go with Hollywood Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then we get to the backfield, the incomparable backfield, the two-headed monster, of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb 
Chubb, who lit this team up last year in Baltimore for a huge 81-yard run to really seal the deal. Uh, listen, the Browns are as talented on, def- on offense as the Ravens are on defense. So this is going to end up being the Browns' defense against the Ravens' offense. Now, the Browns' defense immediately is taking a hit with the loss of Grant Delpit for the season to a blown Achilles. And Mac Wilson hyperextending his knee, the linebacking core is very thin. The Browns are going to rely on their pass rushers, Miles Garrett, David and jo- uh, David Ogunjobi, or I'm sorry, Larry Ogunjobi. I got Njoku and Ogunjobi stuck in my head. With these guys being able to rush the passer along with Sheldon Richardson, along with guys coming off the outside like Taki Taki, they have to keep Lamar contained. Here's where this big issue comes in, because keeping Lamar contained is going to get tougher. The Browns drafted J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, who will be a dynamic player out of that backfield to go with Mark Ingram, that little bowling ball out of Alabama. The Browns' D-line has to win the line of scrimmage in order for this game to come out the way all Browns fans hope, and it's them winning their first opener in four years. Not including the tie against the Steelers, but, you know, they didn't win, so I guess that's part of the whole thing. It's going to be a very interesting game. It's a lot of unknowns. You don't have tape from preseason because there wasn't one. You are really coaching and game planning on tendency. The difference is, with the Browns having Kevin Stefanski as their new head coach, they don't have a film of tendencies. The Browns have a film of tendencies on the Ravens. It's Lamar, and it's Hollywood getting open downfield once or twice. Denzel Ward is going to have to play heads up on Hollywood all day. I don't think he has a choice. Greedy is going to have to be able to lock down their uh, their secondary wide receiver option. And the linebackers or safeties are going to have to get the tight end and make him less available than he's ever been since Lamar took the job. Lamar likes his safety nets when he throws the ball. In my opinion, a lot of his big numbers throwing the football are when they're ahead and are trying to extend leads. When they're in a close game, he runs. He is a dynamic runner. He is the second coming of Michael Vick. Michael Vick had a better arm and I think was a better passer. So what are the keys to the game for the Cleveland Browns? One, protect the football. That is huge. It's not even a question. If Baker throws a couple of picks today, it is going to be a problem. Two, limit Lamar's running room. And I don't mean put him on, I don't mean you got to hit him like Brady or some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, what you have to do is you have to limit his escapability. If you can keep him contained, which they pretty much did in the first game in Baltimore last year, you can keep him a semi pocket passer, which I think is the weakest point in his game. I'm not saying he's not a bad, he's a bad quarterback. I'm saying that's the weakest part of his game. When he can create and move around, that is when Lamar Jackson is at his best. So, limit the turnovers. So running backs can't drop balls, wide receivers can't drop balls, and Baker cannot throw picks left, right, and center. Contain Lamar. You can't spy him because you don't have a linebacker that can run with him. So that's a problem. Three, and here is the biggest one. You have to stop the Baltimore running attack. You have to stop the two-headed monster of Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Excuse me. We know what Ingram can do between the tackles. It's quite a wonderful thing to see if you like smash-mouth football. 
J.K. Dobbins is their big play guy, in my opinion. You watched him at Ohio State. You watched him shred a Wisconsin NFL-style defense in his freshman year in the Big Ten Championship game. You watched him shred Clemson last year in the college football playoff. This is going to be a tough hold for the Browns because of the injuries. If Grant Elpit was playing safety today, I'd feel a little better. They get the kid from Alabama, Harrison, uh, from Jacksonville for basically a bucket of a box of footballs. Uh, he's going to be really good. He can step up in the box. He can even cover a little bit. But he's brand new. How much of the defense does he understand? Having Mac Wilson there, his former teammate, to be able to talk to him and get him ready is a big thing. But how much of the defense does he understand? Is he fully schemed in? Do they have to draw the scheme back a little bit because he's brand new? With the unknown of preseason, with the unknown of no preseason games, this is going to be a fun week. We saw Kansas City basically not skip a beat on Thursday night. Let's see what Cleveland does this week. Now, I had put it out to everybody. I said, if you have questions or want me to touch on anything, didn't really hear much from anybody. Um, I did get one question a couple weeks ago from a friend of mine, and I'm just going to answer that right now. And they basically asked me, is Baker Mayfield ready for year three? And I agree, he is ready for year three. Look, people have complained. He does a lot of commercials. He does this. Let's address something right away. His commercials are for Progressive. And for anybody who doesn't know, Progressive is located, headquartered on Wilson Mills Road in Mayfield Heights, Ohio, literally 20 minutes from downtown Cleveland and from the stadium. Yes, they're going to have the quarterback, the number one overall pick, be a pitch man. But all players do stuff like this. The guy is, according to J.C. Treader and all his teammates, they have not seen this kind of laser focus out of Baker yet. He's ready for year three. They have just signed Kareem Hunt to uh, an extension for the next two years. I think they're going to sign Nick Chubb to an extension as well. The Browns are built to win not only right now, but they are built to win for the long haul, in my opinion. A lot of cap space, a lot of contracts can be given out. But here is the biggest, the biggest, what if for this season? How is Kevin Stefanski as a head coach? We all bought the Freddie Kool-Aid last year because he basically was Baker's guy. He was uh, the guy who made the Browns a better offense going into the end of the Baker's rookie year when they were just one of the best teams in the NFL. You haven't seen as much Kevin Stefanski hype as you did with Freddie Kitchens. Why? Because more people in the media have taken their time to say, oh, he didn't draft Baker. He's going to get rid of him. Then they brought in Case Keenum. And now it's, oh, Keenum's the guy that took him to the NFC Championship game when Stefanski was the head, the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. That's great. I think this season he is going to show just the talent level Baker Mayfield has. He is a good quarterback with a good arm, with a good relationship with his wide receivers. I don't know what else you want out of your quarterback besides those things. I don't want a robotic quarterback. I want a guy who's a guy. I want a guy who has got his nose in the book, wants to play well on Sundays, and wants to win. And that is Baker Mayfield to the letter. 
Now, predictions. Since I'm going to wrap this up, it's only going to be a 15-minute thing, and I'm already at 12 minutes. Predictions. As much as it pains me to say this is going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to the kickers at the end, and we all know the Browns have had issues with kickers over the years. Seibert has been okay. The Ravens kicker is better. If it's a close game, I like the Browns. If it is one team's going to put up a ton of points, unfortunately, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. If I had a bet, 21-17, Baltimore, to get the win in Baltimore. When I did my Browns schedule prediction, I actually had the Browns losing this game in Baltimore and winning in Cleveland. I'm going to stick to that prediction. Moving forward, this is a Browns team I think can get to the playoffs. I originally projected them at 11-5. and five. I knocked that back to 10-6 and six at one point in time. They can win 10 games. They can get to the playoffs. But pregame for week one, eh, Baltimore's going to be tough in their home building. Um, even though it's not with 70,000 fans and it's none of this stuff, Baltimore's going to be tough at home. The additions of Kalei Campbell and Patrick Queen on the defense are going to make them even tougher to get through. And without seeing how they play as a unit in preseason... I think in this one, the defense wins the battle. Let's see how the Browns' defense responds. Remember, when the Browns had Miles Garrett, they beat Baltimore pretty handily. When they didn't have Miles Garrett, they lost. Miles is back with a new contract and a chip on his shoulder after last year. If I had to pick an MVP of today's game, it's going to end up being one of the defensive players for Baltimore. I think they're going to make the big play, and that's how they end up beating the Browns in this one. Not selling on the Browns yet, guys. Just really think that this week's going to be tough with a very, very talented Baltimore team. A team that went 14-2 last year. And yes, the Browns are a team that beat them. Here's how the Browns win, and I get proven wrong, and I hope I do. If the Browns can do what they did last year, and what Kansas City did last year, and what Tennessee did last year, get a couple of scores ahead, make Lamar beat you with his arm. If he does that, until he's proven he can do it, my vote is that Lamar Jackson cannot do that. How many fourth quarter comebacks does a guy have? I didn't look it up. I don't think it's many. He's been lucky to play from the, from the lead most of his career. Not every time you can do that. Hasn't done it in the playoffs yet. And the two games last year to Kansas City and the Browns, they didn't have the lead basically at all. So, as always, Big Greek can be found here on YouTube. Thank you for joining the one person, whoever that may be. Um, YouTube, Big Recon on Sports. On Twitter, at Big Recon on Sport. Facebook, Big Recon on Sports. We can be heard as I'm recording the audio as well. Google, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Have a great week one, everybody. Hopefully, I'll be coming back to you this week with an episode. I'm going to do one with what's going on with the Mets, but at the same time, Hopefully, I'll be coming back with a start of the Big Ten football season. And at that point in time, I'm going to be doing a lot more content because you're going to see me for the Bucks, the Browns, and, of course, my normal, regular rest of the sporting world stuff. Have a great weekend. Enjoy week one, everybody. Take care. Talk to you soon.